Pastor Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. Now today, we will return to the New Testament and begin a study in the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts is a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. Luke is the writer, as he states in his introduction. The Book of Acts is remarkable in many ways. It is a bridge between the Gospels and the Epistles, the New Testament without the book of Acts leaves a great gap. The last recorded fact about Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew is the resurrection, which is recorded in Acts chapter 1. In the Gospel of Mark, the last recorded act of Jesus is the ascension, which is also recorded in Acts chapter 1. In the Gospel of Luke, the last recorded fact is the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is also in the Acts chapter 1. And in the Gospel of John, the last recorded fact is the second coming of Christ, and this is also in Acts chapter 1. Also, the Great Missionary Commission, which appears in all four Gospels, is confirmed in the book of Acts. The book of Acts furnishes a ladder on which to place the epistles. It gives the history of the founding of the churches to which the epistles are directed. The book of Acts records the beginning of the church, the birth of the church. The book of Genesis records the origin of the physical universe. Acts records the origin of the spiritual body, which we designate as the church.
The theme, or key, to the book of Acts is found in chapter 1, verse 8, and it reads, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The book divides naturally according to this key verse. The first seven chapters record the Lord Jesus Christ at work by the Holy Spirit through the apostles in Jerusalem. Chapters 8 through 12 record the Lord Jesus Christ at work by the Holy Spirit through the apostles in Judea and Samaria. The remainder of the book is devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ at work by the Holy Spirit through the apostles unto the ends of the earth. Dr. McGee, in his introduction to the Acts of the Apostles, makes the following statement. The book of Acts is not complete. It breaks off with Paul in his own hired house in Rome. It has no proper ending. Do you know why? It is because the book of Acts is a continuing story. Perhaps the Lord has Dr. Luke up there writing the next chapter now. Perhaps he is recording what you and I do for Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope so. Now here to bring us our opening study in the book of Acts is Pastor Henry Harder. History is not just the outcome of matter in motion. God cannot be isolated from history that way. In fact, history is rather a record of God's dealings in this world's affairs. The acts of God and the acts of men cannot be separated as some do. Some claim that events resulting from merely human activity form a history in which God is uninterested and uninvolved, whereas the history that God directs is considered holy history. That's a false dichotomy. By history, we usually also mean the written record. When the acts of God relating to the activity of man are researched, reconstructed, and recorded, then we have a record of history. This is what Luke the historian and physician did. Luke wrote two books, which comprise about a quarter of the volume of the New Testament. In the Gospel, the first book named for the author, Luke begins this way. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Luke, in this first volume, carefully researched, reconstructing the life of Christ and then recording it. His primary objective is to present an accurate account of the life of our Lord. When someone asked about a good book on the life of Christ, the answer was, have you read the book of Luke? In his second volume, the book of the Acts of the Apostles, Luke gives an accurate account of the beginning, the rise, and the progress of the early Christian community, the church. When the question is posed, what is a good book on the early church? A good answer is, have you read the book called the Acts of the Apostles? Luke, in his gospel, 
ends with the resurrection and ascension of Christ. In his second volume, he begins with the resurrection and ascension and carries the history of the Christian community forward some 30 years. He focuses on the penetration of the gospel into the Jewish nation and traces it beyond those borders into the very heart of the empire, Rome itself. The importance of this book of Acts can't be overemphasized. Evidently, Christianity was under suspicion as a subversive movement. After all, Jesus was crucified by the Romans, not as a religious figure, but as a political enemy. So his followers were considered a menace and a threat, not only to Judaism, but to imperial Rome. So Luke evidently felt that someone needed to give an accurate account, refuting the supposed subversive character of Christianity. In the first volume, Luke proves that the crucifixion of Jesus was a gross miscarriage of justice. After Pilate pronounced him innocent of all charges against him, he had him executed. That was a travesty of justice. But what about his followers? What about the church? Was it really subversive or was that just perception? Evidently, somehow, the Christian community was perceived that way. Luke himself writes in Acts 28:22 that people everywhere are talking against this sect. So what were the facts? It is Luke's purpose to clarify the matter and to present an accurate account. The facts did not bear out the perception. In all of Paul's journeys through the Holy Land and the Empire, generally both the Jewish and the Roman officials treated him with goodwill. If he were promoting such a lawless movement as commonly perceived, then why were he and the missionaries with him generally so well treated by officials? The question remains, why was there this perception that Christianity was such a menace to the world? The answer is clearly given by Luke in this book called the Acts of the Apostles. It came from the enemies of the doctrine of the resurrection of Jesus. Paul preached the resurrection. That got him into trouble. Luke takes pains to prove that Paul, as a Christian, was a law-abiding Jew. But for him, the resurrection of Jesus was the cornerstone of the Christian faith and essential to the Jewish national hope. And this, particularly the Jewish authorities, could not accept. So Luke begins this account of the origin and spread of Christianity with the resurrection of the Lord. That was what separated him from his Jewish brothers, and it was that fact that caused the adverse but false reputation of the Christian community. So Luke felt that an orderly and accurate account of the beginnings and the progress of this movement was necessary. He undertakes that task in this book called The Acts of the Apostles. It's a fascinating story of the birth and the explosion of the Church of Jesus Christ from its beginning in Jerusalem to its penetration of the capital of the empire, Rome itself. It was a movement that could not be stopped because God himself 
and Jesus in Christ were in it. Jesus, we a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H after California 93263 USA.